Welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we usually take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week, we're changing up the format and looking back at our favorite albums of 2016. We both picked the same album as number one, Teens of Denial by Car Seat Headrest. so easily stripped away But if we learn how to live like this Maybe we can learn how to start again Like a child who's never done wrong Who hasn't taken that first step We are not a proud race It's not a race at all we're just trying, I'm only trying to get home Drunk drivers, drunk drivers, put it out of your mind Perish the thought, there's no comfort in responsibility Drunk drivers, drunk drivers It doesn't have to be like this it doesn't have to be like this It doesn't have to be like this Kill the whales Kill the whales It doesn't have to be like this The name of that song is Drunk Driver slash Killer Whales and while none of the song, none of the albums that we're going to talk about are in any particular order, but this was the one that we agreed on both of us. It was our favorite album of 2016. And Car Seat Headrest is a band that has a, such a terrible name, and I kind of resisted listening to them for a while while they were getting buzz because of that. But Robin Hilton of NPR's All Songs Considered, whose uh, opinion I really value, kept talking them up this year at South by Southwest. And so we ended up going to see their set at the Central Presbyterian Church, which is a great venue to see any band perform. And he was just there. Will Toledo, who's the main guy in Car Seat Headrest, and his horn player. And then I believe they tour with a drummer also. But they were so impactful and they played a song called times to die which is not on this record but is a really great song from the previous record teens of style and this is this record is called teens of denial yeah this was their first record that had sort of proper production they and by they i mean he because will toledo was really kind of just doing these songs practicing them in the back of backseat of his car hence the name (laughs) of the band and you know self-releasing them on Bandcamp and just getting better and better as a songwriter. So he's only 24 and, you know, we just, we looked it up on Wikipedia before the podcast and saw that he was born in 1992. And I was just like, that's the year we graduated high school. So uh-huh. that was particularly amusing. Yeah. He, he is very young, but yeah, he's been cranking out so much music and 
you know, he's able to hit the sweet spot of being a really mature songwriter, but he's able to write from this perspective of a young person dealing with these problems of kind of finding your place in the world, substance abuse, mental illness. And it all feels very raw and immediate because it's happening to him right now, or at least in the recent past. And yet he has this tremendous self-awareness about it. And you would think that wouldn't be fun to listen to, but his songs are so well-structured. He's able to put so many different ideas into them and they they shouldn't work all the time. And yet they do. It's really impressive. And it's, it's also very positive as far as, you know, looking at the parts of you where you can have kind of your, your worst self and your better self that are doing battle. And in fact, the art, the cover art for this record is a found photograph that was labeled 1937 state park. And it's these two guys that look like they're engaging in fisticuffs, as you put it. it it's very like vintage looking and it, and the album is kind of structured around the idea of fighting your worst nature in order to make yourself a better person. Yeah, one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this song as sort of the standout, because it just has within it this tremendous kind of wallowing drunk drivers part of this kid just clearly having substance abuse issues and making really bad decisions. But then, you know, that then it kind of breaks open and like it doesn't have to be like this. And just imagining these killer whales swimming through the ocean and it's well and it's you know in that that part of the song where it turns it's you know it doesn't have to be like this just get out of the car and start to walk and it's like you know you have your worst instincts but you can make a change for the better by choosing to do something different and that's kind of what the whole record is about yeah it's a great song one of the fun moments on social media this year was the guy from smash mouth decided that he really loved the song and the fact that some guy from a has-been 90s band was able to reach <laughs> reach out that's me well okay a a mature and uh not no hits recently 90s band that reaching out to this up and coming band and they're ma- them making a connection just sincerely like hey i love your music and it was really sweet and i apologize to smash mouth for calling them that they can come beat hey, me up later the guy from smash mouth is a better songwriter than i'll ever be so that is a fair point and uh yes i'm gonna be the critic so i'll start I'll, I, I like all star yeah, no, that's a. They did some catchy hits. Let's not get this into <laughs> a s- s- Smash Mouth I'm not apology it's a good hour. Song. I'm saying I like it. Yeah, they no, they wrote catchy stuff. There's a reason they became big stars for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, the next artist is someone who is, I think, I think has the potential to be a big star. Unlike Will Toledo taking a really long time doing these self-published albums, I think she got picked up pretty quickly well she did the record as a it was really just her friend's music school project um who he's the lead guitarist and so she contributed these songs as a way to like do the album to help him finish the project and um and then it kind of went from there yeah her name is lucy dacus the album is called no burden we're gonna play the song strange torpedo you gotta die in your pocket you gotta pay in your socket
another artist who is a really young and b we first saw at south by southwest this year yeah she's incredibly pure voiced and has this affect on stage that you don't quite get on the album of just where she says kind of aw shucks like i'm just so happy to be touring i'm just so happy that people want to hear my music and it's winning in itself, but then there's so much talent behind that. We we saw them, so we saw them at South by Southwest, and then we saw her when she came to San Francisco at the rickshaw stop maybe two months ago, and it was so cute because she was like, "This is our first encore that we've ever done," and she was just so excited to be like not opening for someone, but like, "Oh wow, you guys all just came out to see me," you know, like they had never been to San Francisco before. She, I think she's like twenty three or something yeah she's yeah even younger than will toledo uh and it it is interesting though because i i feel like it's it's an interesting comparison here because i feel like uh will toledo's songwriting really comes across as sort of so weary like he's he's so young and he's kind of seen it all Mm -hmm. and really he with her you almost get this sense like that she's felt kind of pent up and kind of from this small town and hasn't been out into the world and hasn't really fully dove in that it's there's this certain kind of naivete to like oh i'm looking at the map on the wall these places i haven't been yet and i'm thinking like i'm kind of the nerdy girl looking from the sidelines in a lot of these songs and then and so that's makes it all the more powerful for her to be blowing up and getting to travel and, and tour and headline. Yeah, this record is, I don't think there is a song that I would skip on it. All, every song is really strong and she's just got a really beautiful voice. And then the last, I think it's the last track on this record is Map on a Wall. And it's, you know, her kind of looking at, like realizing that she has to leave behind like what she's familiar with to go explore. And it's like the line that it, t- it takes the title from is something like, what good is a map hanging on a wall? And it's just this like optimism and excitement about the world that is just really charming and and great guitar. Her band is really strong. She has oh, a great guitar player and oh yeah, they're they're really fun to watch live and on the record. I think that it's like a clean production that really captures it. And what's amazing to me though is even though there's this sort of sense of naivete, she still seems there's just this heft to it. It doesn't feel lightweight. Mm-hmm. Like she just, she does seem like a substantial voice. And mm-hmm. these songs that I think are trying to tackle, even in sort of this young, inexperienced way, but really trying to tackle real, like the human condition in a real way. She's not skimming the surface. Like she's really trying to dive in. And, you know, all of these artists are ones I want to see the next album but especially her I just feel like the perspective of having toured mm-hmm. you know maybe it'll be sophomore slump but you know there's that chance it could be something very special yeah and so from someone who's kind of naive and at the beginning of their career to Ockerville River who's I think I can't remember off the top of my head how many records they've had but this is one of my favorite bands of all time and their record Away was one of my favorites this year We'll play the next song. It's called Comes Indiana Through the Smoke. So does the ink dry out? So does the singing mouth get sung out? So does the new headline no longer reach the town? So does the rosy fire of the horizon fade? In the dull gray While the trees out by the parking lot Get greener with the rain On a dazzling field of blue 
she comes sailing into view all around her engine scream and guns on low comes Indiana through the This was a very challenging album, as I recall. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's all about staring death in the face and not looking away. And while this song I remember as a standout, it's also just so heartbreaking because he's singing about his, his grandpa dying and this boat coming to take him as the ship on which he served in the Navy. And this is also, you know, Will Chef's kind of break away from the rest of Ockerville River. It's always been Will Chef at the center of this band with kind of different other performers in the band. But he really kind of went off by himself and wrote this album by himself and then assembled a whole new group of musicians to play with him. So it's a complete departure from their previous sound. But it's it's really beautiful. It's really textured it's a total headphones album and it speaks with such honesty for somebody at a critical kind of juncture in their lives yeah it's sonically very rich i mean it's it does kind of center on his voice and how plaintive it is because he's feeling these things so intensely but then just all sorts of horns and weird like nature sounds on some of these songs there's i think some birds chirping to open this song and it's you know again really i think sonically ambitious and just unrelenting and yet it's beautiful enough to take away but i I think we saw them live at the independent and I think he did not get to the song, but just to listen to it, I, I have to imagine it's pretty rough on him and the thought of him touring and day after day singing this song. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I mean, it's, it's a great song, but oof, it's a heartbreaker too. And this album I thought was particularly noteworthy because for Ockerville River fans going the whole spectrum from the sort of folk spareness of Black Sheep Boy to this just very rich lushness over the space of, you know, 15 years is just something to see. And, and there's, yeah, just, some kind of jazzy elements as well, which really mix it up. And Yeah, and it just really displays the versatility and talent of Lil Shep as a songwriter. So we go from that to what I think is my favorite individual song of the year, which is on the Mitski record called Puberty 2, and the name of the song is Your Best American Girl. You're the sun you've never seen the
record i hadn't paid much attention to her previous lp which was bury me at makeout creek but this one it just really got my attention because it's so well produced and the musicianship is so interesting and her voice is just so distinctive and it's like not only vocally as in the sound of her voice is very distinctive but she has such a distinctive authorial voice and this is somebody who has lived all over the world. I think her father was a diplomat. And this song in particular is about the desire and then letting go of the desire to fit this stereotype of being what an American girl is and realizing that she doesn't need to fit the stereotype because what she is and her originality as a person is so much more important. And just that comes through on this whole record. Yeah, there's a tremendous range of different sounds that you know, there's some really almost like very electronic kind of pop and kind of this like almost like folky kind of uh, singer songwriter stuff. And then in this song, you hear kind of this quiet beginning and then this just super rocking chorus. And this it so greatly symbolizes that like, oh, I'm trying to fit myself in. Oh, now I'm going to be myself. And it's oversimplifying like how rich the song is. And, you know, I didn't make the effort of trying to pick a best song out of this year but this is a heck of a song i didn't even try i mean it it was just it stands out so much about of all of the songs that we heard on every record this year no it it is for i'll say at least it is definitely standout also has a really fun video that also strongly recommended and you know i feel like this album she is able to really gets in touch with very raw stuff i think even and you know look at the title of the album puberty too is just so kind of evocative and open-ended vaguely creepy and a little uncomfortable and i think the album is like that i you know it didn't make it to the top i think it's it, i feel like it's a slightly uneven album maybe that i think not every song is a just complete raging success but the range and the songs that are the the standout songs are so good and yeah that her distinct voice is really quite something and i'm glad to have in the mix for 2016 and part of the reason that this song stands out for me now in retrospect as sort of the song of 2016 is that now you know we're past the election and we've seen this really scary rise of white nationalism and anti-immigrant sentiment and this is just kind of an example of like someone who comes from outside the country bringing this beautiful contribution to our culture she's not just another britney spears she has an original perspective and that's why we celebrate immigrants and people who have had more experience than just living within the u.s oh absolutely and you know i think reflecting a wealth of experience and also i think a nice counterpoint to that ockerville river record was the new record this year from tau and the get down stay down the album's called a man alive referring to her father and the song we'll play is called nobody dies say not to say not to say I wasn't Yeah. 
So I'm just noticing how many of the albums that are our favorites from this year have women as lead singers. I think the vast majority of them, which is kind of cool. Um, but Tao I, is a personal favorite of mine because she's a San Francisco person. And, you know, we've seen her several times, including also at South by this year where she was just really a rock star. She gave a really incredible performance. I think it was her birthday. And this is, I think, by far her best record yet. Yeah, she managed to sound good, I think, playing to a bunch of day drunk people at a <laughs> disgusting patio. And yeah, this album is so strong. There's so many great songs. Uh, this one, I think, just in particular, is just there's such a swagger to it. And, you know, I, I said that I thought it was a nice companion piece to that Oakville River because that one, you know, with the song we heard about looking at at his father's death or his grandfather's death rather and just being so heartbroken and you know obviously he loved his grandfather very much and then here she has her father who i guess she was kind of estranged from and so there's much a very different perspective and i you know i think a lot more there's more anger but also kind of diffused through humor that it's like a really funny album about trying to look death in the face and I don't think it's any less courageous but there's this, this kind of swagger to it and you know this entire song about celebrating we all act like nobody dies and it's so true but it's such a like a nice take on that reality of people just not wanting to look at the truth also like Ockerville River this is a real departure from the previous sound of you know the records that she's had in the past and there's a real emphasis on electronics and on rhythm and I think that's in large part because she sort of collaborated with Meryl Garbus of Toon Yards who lives in Oakland and she did the production and it really shows it's really a different inventive really creative sound yeah weird little bits snippets of electronic here and there and then that one song that's almost just a hip-hop track meticulous bird meticulous which... bird a very like tau style hip-hop but still uh that there's that range of sound and it's just that it's again a really fun album it's not you're not going to come out heartbroken it's you're going to get pumped up even as you're thinking about really serious issues uh this you know turns out this next song we're going to play is from another band that uh you know was new to me this year they're called a giant dog their album is called pile and the song we're going to hear is called too much makeup <laughs> Successful There's a man 
almost all of the records that we loved this year for 2016 were very thoughtful and introspective and had a lot of texture to the to their sound and this is a giant dog is just old-fashioned rock and roll they they just kick ass and in fact we were introduced to them like this is another band that we first saw at south by this year and they were just kicking ass they brought a giant trump pinata and we're throwing it into the audience and invited people to rip it apart yeah they just for sheer fun live act they were yeah this the the if it's if it came down to live act they're the winner for this year <laughs> and they were and they were not even someone we were really planning to see per se they were just like oh they guess they're here and they were well, amazing they were, I, they were on my list okay well you are as always better prepared but uh i was certainly flat just gobsmacked that i just had no idea what to expect and it was amazing and they're so creative but you know they're straight rock and roll but they still i think are dealing with serious issues too that this is about facing your own mortality as well and that's i guess that's what 2016 is turning into it's just like staring death in the face but i think you're reading a lot into that that. i think maybe you're seeing a theme that you want to see i like seeing themes it's fun but no i feel like a lot of these bands though are trying to like look at serious issues but to find catharsis and maybe find rock and roll in there too and you know i I think that's what art can do is look at serious things but still don't leave you feeling depressed but you know find transcendence in it Mm -hmm. and it's certainly true here these guys are amazing and in fact i think they're so creative that the two front persons, we have Sabrina Ellis and Andrew Cashin, decided that they had too many ideas and actually started another band called Sweet Spirit that I need to check out. Uh, just tremendously talented, both as you know, live act and then the album was so much better than I expected, given how anarchic the live show is. I wish we weren't almost out of time because I feel like Eleanor Friedberger was one of my favorite. She made one of my favorite records this year and I would like to talk about it further, but we did a whole episode on it, but she's one of the people where I think in her, you know, she was one half of the fiery furnaces with her brother. And I think people tended to think that her brother was the more talented one, but she's the one who has gone on to have the more enduring career and the more, interesting ideas i think rather than just trying to be weird she's trying to actually communicate something through her music and she made a record called new view and we'll go out with one of my favorite songs on it it's called kathy with the curly hair and um that's it that's our favorite records of 2016 you've been listening to for the record thanks for listening do you still live with kathy with the curly hair yeah but i've been waiting for a tall Take me away from here We met in December When you got Snowed in Talk for 12 or 15 hours I don't know where to begin But if you'd ask me I wouldn't care And if you'd met me I'd be there You will.